If you were to find out that you were about to die, what would be your final words to your friends and your loved ones? What if I told you that this is the exact scenario we find in 2 Peter? Join us today on the Midweek Move as we talk about this. Hello and welcome to the Midweek Move, podcast extension of The Healing Place. This is the podcast where we examine the scriptures line by line, verse by verse, and ask ourselves, what is happening here? And ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be diving deep into a conversation in the next few weeks on the book of 2 Peter. If you missed our conversation on 1 Peter, please go back and check it out. There's a lot of really great information about it. But as we make a shift into 2 Peter, as we always do, as is our custom, we ask ourselves, who's talking who are they talking to and why are they talking? This is the cornerstone to every good scholastic study on any book of the Bible. Whenever you approach the scriptures, we have to constantly be asking ourselves who's talking in the situation. At the same time, we have to ask ourselves why. Why do we do this? Because we have to remember that these scriptures, these books, these letters were written 2,000 years ago to an entirely different audience than us today. They see the world differently. They are doing something very specific. They are talking to a very specific crowd. So it's important for us to ask these questions so we keep it in line with uh, how it's supposed to be perceived. Far too often, scriptures are twisted and taken out of context, leading to what we would call cults and to just poor teaching, leaving people in a place that maybe they're set up to fail instead of having the victory that God's promised them. So what is the context of the book of second Peter? Well, let's dive into this. Let's talk about that. First off, who wrote second Peter? Now this sounds like an easy question to ask, right? It's labeled second Peter. Obviously Peter wrote this in the very first verse of this chapter. He says this Simon, Peter, a servant, an apostle of Jesus Christ, right off the bat, he identifies himself. This is a great key to tell us who is speaking in this passage. Unfortunately, there is always some conversation about, well, did he really write it? Did he not write it? Who's really speaking here? And some of the objection comes from the fact that the the style of writing and the just kind of the, the way that things are laid out is different from first peter but this is really an argumentation that can be dismissed very easily when we understand the fact that a he's writing for a very specific purpose that's different from first peter and b quite likely he has a different scribe we know that in the first one he had uh someone with him who was helping him to write this stuff out more than likely in these last few days of uh, or last time uh, last bit of his life there's a different scribe who's writing things out so this person is their way of writing the way of, of wording things while he is dictating what needs to be said is probably taking a shift in of itself so the question becomes when did he write this now second peter references paul's writings um directly in chapter three meaning this has to be at least been written after 60 a.d but before Peter's death. Now, many scholars in this text itself suggest this letter came right around when Emperor Nero called for the death of Peter. So this would make, make this final letter of Peter's taking place between 64 AD and 67 AD. Now, this is the interesting aspect, and this adds to the, the conversation. One of the things people had issues with was, well, that wasn't really well known. Like this particular book wasn't well circulated in the early church. But 
again, look at the context of what's taking place. This is during some of the height of the persecution of the early church. During this time frame, it was difficult for word to get out to different people. It was difficult for early church members to pass along what was being given to them by the apostles. This letter that Peter wrote out, likely it was a struggle to get it from place to place so they would be circulated amongst the brethren. Now, again, the context, the, the writing, the purpose of this is different from the first letter. In the first letter, it was more dealing with the external conflict taking place with the church issues with authority and he kind of broke that down from authority with government authority within the body of christ authority within the family unit but in this one he's dealing more with the internal aspects of the church as peter is is closing to coming to the end of his life understanding that there are things that outside forces are coming upon him he's looking at churches dealing with various intense struggles they're dealing with something that's so dangerous that we still deal with today, and that is false teachers and false teaching specifically. Now, the what's taking place here, the type of teachings as we read through this seems to be an early form of Gnosticism, which was a, a early heresy that has several moving aspects. And we've talked about this before in various uh, episodes of Midweek Move. I want to encourage you guys to go back and listen to... Uh, Basically, chapters 13 through 17 of the Midwick Move, where a lot of that teaching was addressed. There are three specific aspects that Peter deals with that we're going to be diving into over the next several weeks. First off, he deals with the questions about the kingship in the of Jesus and the prophetic nature of scriptures. Again, this, this early um, heresy that's being birthed in the church at the moment. They're questioning if Jesus truly was the king that was promised by the scriptures. And they're questioning the authority of the Old Testament and the scriptures as a whole. And so in the first portion of this conversation we're going to have is the kingship of Jesus and how the scriptures are reliable and how they do point back to Jesus. The next aspect he deals with is some of the false teachings about um, whether or not God will punish man for the wrongdoings. This again, this is part of that whole early Gnosticism and um, this question about the physical realm and the spiritual realm. Again, we Jesus has said he's coming back and a lot of these early church members are like, oh, he's coming back soon. And we still firmly believe Jesus could come back anytime, any moment. But as these individuals waited, some of them grew restless and false teachers began to come in. They said, is he really coming back? And is he really going to judge us for sin and you begin to have this conversation of like you know is it really that bad for us to do these worldly and sinful things is god really going to punish us today for these wrongdoings would a loving god send people to hell that very conversation is something that people still struggle with today and the third thing that he's going to be dealing with again is jesus's return which was again i was fueled by these conversations about god's justice and righteousness this is a pinnacle point. This is a pillar of the Christian church that Jesus will return. He will return soon. And yet, this was a heresy, or this was a conversation. There was a doubt about it in the early church that, that Peter is addressing. So how does this apply to us today? I think in all of these aspects, we see questions take place today. We know people are pondering and questioning, is Jesus really the king? Is he the promised Messiah? There are heresies that are out there today. They're suggesting that all roads lead to paradise. All roads lead to heaven. And while you may serve Jesus, it's okay to serve other things. 
as Peter will address, there's only one way, and that is through the king, Jesus. There are people today that are asking questions, will God, will a loving God truly punish sin? Again, Peter addresses this very plainly back in the early church. Yes, God is love, God is kindness, but he is righteous and he is just. He must do the right thing and he must do the just thing and judge sin. At the same time, there are people questioning, is he really going to return? Is Jesus really going to come back? Again, this is something Peter deals with directly. So I encourage you guys, strap in, be ready with us over the next several weeks as we break down 2 Peter together. We want to hear from you guys. What are some of your questions? Maybe you've read this and you have questions already. Maybe we can help address some of those as we go over the next several weeks. Reach out to us, mediahub at thpstreetport.com. Also, feel free to visit the website of our church, The Healing Place, uh, thpstreetport.com, and reach out to us through our website. That being said, have a great week.